But, you know, in starting this company with my family, I was pregnant. You know, I was pregnant. I was going through a divorce and life was just Mm -hmm. like out of whack. And, um, you know, one of the questions I had to ask myself as a new mom is, can I do this? I'm a mom. I'm single now. Like, can I really spend all this time away from my child or juggle life as a mom and as a business owner? And the answer is you can. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. And I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Liz Agbula of Moses Behavioral Care. Liz, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Liz so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Help People is just in Liz's nature. And she has nearly 10 years of experience working with and advocating for the serious mental illnesses population and has successfully spearheaded community efforts to ensure the availability of suitable housing for the disenfranchised, homeless, elderly, and veteran community. Liz currently holds the position of CEO for three Valley organizations. She founded with her parents and siblings, Senior Placement Services, an assistant program in Phoenix that provides housing resources for vulnerable veterans and homeless individuals who are unable to live independently due to medical or mental health conditions. Moses Behavioral Care, a mental health facility in Phoenix offering 24-hour long-term care for the SMI population, and Fresh Start, a healthcare staffing, recruiting, and training agency performed form to meet the increased need for highly qualified healthcare professionals. Liz is on the board of the Valley Wise Health Foundation and Dignity Health Hospital. She formed Valley Wise's program, Emerging Leaders, which pairs diverse young professionals with executives for one-year mentorships. And she was handpicked to join the American Heart Association's committee, where she works to raise awareness and support for AHA's life-changing breakthroughs. Liz holds a master's in both business and education from Old Dominion University, and she she works diligently with her family to uphold mental health as a critical part of overall wellness. Liz, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. I am. Thanks for that introduction. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing all the phenomenal things that you're doing. And I wanted to, to kind of kick everything off and jump straight in and hear a little bit more about how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story. Well, it I technically didn't get it started. My mother kind of just told me what to do, right? Just Mm -hmm. as parents typically do. Um, (laughs) At the time, this was several years ago, my mother, my parents, they were both volunteering at our local hospital here, St. Luke's. And um, they just kind of noticed the same folks that they were providing care for inside. They'd see them kind of sitting outside at the doors and maybe they'd readmit at some point, but the recidivism for those folks were, were very high. And um, like parental fashion, my mom told me to go to her boss and ask why those folks were sitting out there. Um, And I was employed at the time. I was um, in corporate. Um, I was a director of learning and development for Gannett. And so my job required a lot of travel. I was pregnant at the time, so much going on. Anyway, so I went and I asked and she was just like, Liz, they're homeless. A lot of them are veterans and there's not, there's not a ton of resources out there for them. And um, So I told my mom and I was like, I think we can do something about that. So simultaneously pregnant, 
working my, you know, normal nine to five, which included travel. You know, we started to just kind of talk to some of these folks, some of the hospital administrators to identify what we can possibly do. Can we help to find them housing? Is housing available? What kind of housing? You know, all of those questions that you typically would ask. And um, we found that there were resources out there. They just didn't have access. So we just created senior placement services to essentially act as a bridge to, to locate those services whether it's getting them onto an, an access program, whether it's getting them social security or just straight housing um, or assisted living housing specifically for these members. And that's kind of how senior placement was born. I eventually quit my job. Um, we started doing this full time. And once we realized that housing options were limited or at least were exhausting so many of them, we decided to open up our own um, mental health facilities, which is now Moses. And we have 60 beds currently and um, yeah, so, and we're obviously, we're, we're building more and more as the demand increases and the demand is certainly there. So we're still just trying to meet the community where they are and that can be a heavy lift sometimes, but certainly one that's worth it. Yeah, well, I appreciate you for sharing that and, and, and then, you know, being able to kind of build, you know, everything with your family. But just as you said so well, um, it's definitely something that there is a need for and you being able to kind of fulfill that need, I imagine, um, is, is incredibly fulfilling, but I'm sure it's definitely something that takes can take a lot out of you. So I appreciate you for doing that work, because I think this past year and a half, and I think when we first connected, we talked a little bit about that. It, it, it's definitely been something where people have been, I think, more aware of their mental health in, in so many different fashion, you know, levels and, and in places. So I appreciate you for doing that work and helping so many people do that. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, anytime we think about mental health, we kind of think of the far extremes and the mental institutions and, you know, folks that are homeless or the disenfranchised. Um, but when it hits you home, right home, your children, your parents, everything, it, it puts things into perspective quite a bit very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. When we start to, yeah, as you said, it, it comes right into your front door a lot of times and sometimes into your house and who you are. Um, so it's so important, you know, for the work that you do and to be able to kind of make that impact. And so um, I know I touched on it a little bit and you did as well. Could you take us through a little bit more on how you work with clients and how exactly that process goes? Yeah, so um, we, we essentially have to contract with a lot of the insurance providers here locally and to make sure that the members that require assistance, we can provide it. So they come to us for a period of 30 days to sometimes a couple years, just depending on the severity of their, of their mental health concerns. And we essentially have to rehabilitate them. We help to get them back into society, whether it's getting them working or whether it's just understanding what their medication regimen is, whatever it is that keeps them from being a danger to themselves, a danger to our community, um, we, we prepare them for, um, you know, making their doctor's appointments, showing up to their doctor's appointments on time. And, you know, the medication piece obviously is, is a huge component of their, of their mental health. Um, and sometimes even sobriety, we have a lot of members that um, require assistance with whether it's drug addiction or alcohol addiction, or, you know, whether it's certain, you know, sexual addictions as well. And we kind of help them to, to manage and find coping skills to, to deal with a lot of those things so that when they get their own apartment or they're living, you know, semi-independently or they go into a program, they do so with, with, um, with quite a bit of success. And, you know, they can hold down jobs and they can contribute back to the community that's been serving them. So that's our goal. Yeah, I appreciate you for, for doing that work. And, and so I was going to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And it could be for the organization of the business or, or yourself individually. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? You know, it's not anything that necessarily sets me apart that someone else couldn't do. 
Um, it actually took me some time to figure this out, but you know, we all have a network of people that we consider friends or family or acquaintances that we typically don't tap into for advice because we see them, they're, they're, they're common to us, right? There's nothing special about these folks to us, especially people like our parents, you know, they're all, they'll always be there, our friends will always be there, but we never think to lean on them. And, you know, for me, especially working in mental health, I know that that connection to people and that connection to resources, especially untapped resources can be, can, can mean survival, whether it's for your business or whether it's just for you as a person. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, <laughs> so it's going to sound cheesy and I know we hear it all the time, um, but I do know one thing in our community, especially as minorities, you know, when we start to look at your holistic health, it's kind of like, ah, who's got time for that, you know? Or, you know, it's like you, you take your ART, I have my J-O-B, right? We're all, not we're all, but, you know, for the most part, we've always been ingrained in like doing the work and doing the work and like the tangible work, but not really the emotional work. And, you know, over the last about two and a half, almost three years now, I started meditating and I used to get about on average, maybe four hours of sleep a night. And that's a good night. And since I started, it's, you know, obviously you'll have your days um, where things are just off or sometimes just a couple of days where things are off. But since I started, once I'm, once I remain in my practice of meditation, my days are shorter. My workload is lighter. I'm less scatterbrained. You know, there's so many things that I can get done after I've cleared my mind because you're, re you're almost like resetting everything. And I didn't realize that until I started, you know, losing sleep, losing hair. Um, what else was I losing? I was losing my mind. Um, I just was like, I wasn't present with anybody, but I was, I was getting the work done, but I wasn't doing it efficiently. And since starting to meditate, it's things have been so much better. So that, that's kind of me. That's kind of like my life hack for now. I'm sure I'll have something different maybe in the next couple of years. But um, this one has really served me and I, and I appreciate that one. Absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So this is something that I typically say and unfortunately or fortunately, it's geared mainly towards women. Um, but you know, in starting this company with my family, I was pregnant. You know, I was pregnant, I was going through a divorce and eh, life was just mm -hmm. like out of whack. And, um, you know, one of the questions I had to ask myself as a new mom is, can I do this? I'm a mom, I'm single now. Like, can I really spend all this time away from my child or juggle life as a mom and as a business owner? And the answer is you can. And I never, it never stopped me from moving forward. It was an obvious question I needed to ask to make sure I knew the decision I was making. And um, it, go, it all goes back to that community. Use your community to, to, to lean on. But, you know, in deciding whether you can be a mom and doing all of these things that, you know, we hear it's like, well, men do it and they don't have to ask these questions. Well, yeah, that's great, but they're double standards and everything. And unfortunately, this is one of ours. You know, we incubate this person for nine months and the idea of just releasing them to the world or to a stranger is, is obviously very scary. 
But, um, you know, in deciding that and in thinking that it's not possible, I mean, there's so many women out there that are, that are, that are living proof that it, it is possible. And I'm hoping that women are not using that as a deterrent to move forward with their dreams because our kids want us to be happy and we have to be happy for them too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not pursuing our dreams to fulfill another goal of being a mother is not living a whole life. Um, you can't just do for everybody else and not do for yourself. And again, that goes back to your mental health. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, one of the things I, I tend to talk about often and also the idea of finding mentorships and sponsorships as well. So reach out into those into that circle, even if it's somebody that you don't know. I mean, take that leap, reach out to somebody on LinkedIn that you think is amazing, right? And see if they're willing to sit down and have coffee with you. Why not? I've done it, I've done it tons of times. Some people don't respond. Some, most, most people that respond, they almost always say yes. You know, people love that, you, that you're watching them and you're following them and you know, you're, you're willing to learn from them. It's really, it's really something that even me as, you know, as, as a business owner and as a mom, I lean on other moms, I lean on other business owners, but you're never too big to step outside of that and, and ask and, and reach out to those connections, so. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Liz, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Liz, what does being a CEO mean to you? Um, affecting change, you know, in, what, in whatever way you can, whether it's through, you know, your company or just through the fact that you are who you are, um, you know, and that change creates an impact, um, whether it's within your community, your organization or within your, your social circle. You know, it's, it's nice to see so many minorities doing amazing things since COVID because we were forced to. And that's how we grow. You know, it's not always in the best situations that you see growth. It's typically through strife. And um, for me, being a CEO just kind of means seeing people through that and telling them that story and however that means by, make, by affecting change in your life. But that's what it means for me. Absolutely. Well, Liz, appreciate that. Appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know, of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah. So my email address is Liz at MosesBHCare.com. If you have any questions, you know, in state, out of state about mental health, um, resources that you that you may find it's difficult to access as veterans or even as you know a mom a dad a friend who sees somebody struggling and you just don't know where to call who to reach out to or if you know you have anybody who has some housing challenges because of their mental health concerns please reach out be happy to help wherever we can and um, Gresham thank you so much for giving entrepreneurs a platform to tell their stories so we can you know, also affect change in our small communities, in our greater community as well. So, you know, you're doing a huge service. So I thank you. Awesome. I appreciate you uh, for doing all the awesome work so that we can be on this platform. And we will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But thank you so much again, you know, for the, the impact that you're having and the impact that you had today. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.